Welcome back to Chosen, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel Watch Through podcast. I am the watcher of the show, filled with infinite wisdom and knowledge to guide my Slayer through her first ever viewing of Buffy and Angel. My name is Mel B, and this week I am joined by my angry Slayer as we dive into these thrilling episodes. Hi, Marissa. Thrilling, you call them. Yes. I call them nonsense. <laughs> I call them nonsense. It's, oh, I I have many issues with both of these episodes, so this is going to be a fun episode. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm Buckle here Buckle your seatbelts, everybody. It's about to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> <sighs> I can't really complain yet because I'll just wait to complain until the parts that make me crazy. So we'll, we'll just go ahead and get into this. Okay. Yeah, so it starts off with a recap, uh, the Buffy episode, Conversation with Dead People. Starts off with recaps of people that have died Yep. Like Warren getting his skin ripped off, for instance. Just as an example. Um, And then, okay, so has there always been a title card on episodes and I just didn't realize? Because there was definitely a title card on this one. Now you got me thinking. (laughs) Okay. Because it just seemed very strange and out of nowhere. Anyway. Um, So there was uh, these this group singing at the bronze singing the sad song and it was a musical overlay over buffy um on patrol spike brooding at the bronze willow falling asleep in the library being a good student and dawn getting home late Mm -hmm. basically um and so it's all that Uh, and then no there hasn't always been a title card okay (laughs) i figured nailed it um so yeah, and it, the music cuts and Buffy goes, here we go, because there's a, a vampire coming out of a grave. So, I mean, nothing new here. It's probably going to be fine. Just another episode. <sighs> we have a uh, the losers. And when I say losers, that means Jonathan and Andrew uh, heading back to Sunnydale to, I don't know, mess stuff up. Well, basically. Well, what the story is, is they've been having these dreams and they're actually, as far as Jonathan's concerned, going to go to Buffy about it, but first they need proof because they yeah. want to help because it eats you starting from your bottom. Beneath you it devours? Yeah, but they can't speak Mexican. Ah. Oh, well, that that's rude. It's Spanish. But okay. Um, so, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're going to go find some proof, except that Jonathan is not going to make it out of this episode live, everyone. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, the actor that plays Joyce, her name was in the credits. So, like, so Joyce is back in this episode. Got it. You felt so um, vindicated? <laughs> yes. Vindicated to go for it. Yeah. I just I just wanted them to to not ruin everything ever and to stay away from, from everything. But I, I couldn't be that lucky. <laughs> um dawn has bought pizza because buffy left her money for that and she decides to eat pizza as she's going through buffy's clothes and gets pizza sauce on one of buffy's shirts what a silly thing to do why would you eat pizza as you go through somebody else's clothes <laughs> it's dumb don't do yeah. that but she's like oh she'll think it's blood it'll be just fine so you're also gonna lie to your sister oh, okay <laughs> 
Um, but she, I was like, she's going to destroy the house if she's not careful. Like, she was uh, shooting arrows at the wall, and it got stuck. And when she pulled it out, there was a chunk of the wall on the arrow. It's a whole thing. Um, she, I think she was microwaving a marshmallow. I think that's what happened. That's what I think it was, was too. <laughs> okay. I want to try that now, but I'm also like, I don't want to clean up the mess. No, that would be, that'd be super bad. Um, we get Willow who is still, st- oh, oh, and Dawn kept hearing like banging from somewhere of indeterminate origin. Um, <laughs> we have Willow studying in the library and Cassie's there. Ta-da. What do you and think when she appeared? I was concerned, and I was like, well, she is the most recent death, so makes sense. <laughs> so, she, uh, yeah, Cassie's like, yeah, like, I heard a lot about you, and uh, she's like, but this is kind of weird, because we never really met, and Willow's like, we're kind of weird because you're dead. <laughs> uh, that's how I, I think it was weird, but that's just me. <laughs> Um, but apparently Tara asked Cassie to go and see Willow for her. Yeah. I want, I want to know why she didn't just come herself, but we get that later. Well, actually, do you want to know the real reason? Because the person that plays Tara wasn't available. Uh, no, that is just what they said on the DVD commentary. Amber Benson came out and said, that's not true. She turned it down because she yeah. didn't want Tara to be seen as a villain. Ooh, that's good. That was a good call on her part. Hmm. Nice. You nailed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, she said that Tara wanted me to come and, and see you. Um, we flash over to movie night with Dawn. Uh, she's talking on the phone to her friend and eating a messy mar- microwave marshmallow. Um, and... Yeah. She- She's explaining yeah. that there's been banging. That's why she's on the phone to her friend. She's scared. Yes. Well, and the banging continues, and then uh, the fr- the front door opens because of wind. Yep. And then the TV that she p- paused or muted goes back on, and like and she hangs she up the, the phone. Yeah, that was a that was a dumb idea. And mm. she pulls the plug on the TV, and it stays on. Yeah. And she gets all kinds of weirded out. There's lots of lots of banging. Mm. Um, we have Buffy fighting a vamp a f- freshly uh risen vampire, and uh this vampire recognizes Buffy. Because they went <laughs> to high school together. No. Reunion. I was, like, I'm, I was I was like, I'm pretty certain that a vamp wouldn't just stop killing in order to have a friendly chat, but what do I know? This this guy decided on friendly chat. Yeah, um, we go back to the Summer's house, and Dawn is destroying everything with weapons. Good choice, I, was, I guess, baby. I was pretty uncomfortable with it. Like, she smashed the TV, and, like, all of these things were coming on and playing music, so she smashed, like, one of these big stereo things in their living room, and then the the microwave was all on fire. Yeah, she goes and... to smash the microwave, but it explodes first. Yes, and then the boombox that she'd been playing music on earlier, just, it's it's Joyce's voice saying Dawn, and then nothing else. Dun, dun, dun. So that was weird. Um, we go back to Buffy talking to uh, Vamp Dude. Do we know his name? Probably. I didn't, I didn't write it down. Holden Baxter. Um, 
Holden? Holden, like the car. Okay. Oh, I was just thinking it's a uh, also a website where you can customize uh, wedding rings that I just found, <laughs> like, yesterday. Anyway, um, Holden, uh, he, they're not having a nice, friendly chat, and he's like, yeah, you helped me move the lighting board, and I dropped it on your foot, and it was, it was hilarity ensuing. And she goes, oh, yeah, I do kind of remember you. What have you been up to? He goes, well, apparently dying. Yeah. The thing I love is she clearly does not remember him at all. No. Not not even a little bit. But it was weird to see Buffy just talking to a vampire that's not Angel or Spike. Mm. So that's weird. Whatever. Um, so um, he's just like, so do you do this uh, killing vampires thing a lot? Like, is, is this something that you're into? And she goes, well, yeah. Because I'm kind of the slayer. And he goes, oh, so that's why you were weird in high school. Yeah. It wasn't that you were gay. <laughs> yeah, some like guy. Scott I Hope who said. You remember who spread Scott, it? <laughs> Scott Hope. Yep, Scott Hope. Yep. Is that the guy that she? they went on a date and she killed a vampire and then he wanted more adrenaline rushes? That was... Uh, that was- no, Scott was her boyfriend, I think, at the start of season three, maybe? Really? Or maybe season two. Maybe, no, I think I it was season two. That? Sorry, season two, because season three, she was all mopey about Angel. It must have been the start of season two or something. He wasn't around long. It was a couple of episodes. Why do I not remember? Because he was really oh, a nothing this person. this guy. Huh. I... Yeah, no, I don't remember that. I was about to be like, oh, yeah, him, no. Apparently he was briefly her boyfriend. There you go, I guess. Oh, sorry, Um, it was season three. She dated him in Faith, Hope, and Trick to Homecoming. Um, He came out to be gay in college. So I was right, it was season three. So, yeah, about the time it was just before Angel came back and just after he came back. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, Scott Hope said that Buffy was gay, and he's the gay one, so it all worked out. And <laughs> he, she was just, he goes, so you're a slayer. And she goes, the, the slayer. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, so it's like, you're like chosen and all that. He goes, you don't seem very connected to things like I am, because I'm connected to all the evil and she goes, I'm connected to a lot of people, okay? Oh, just quickly, just so we all remember this, because I just looked at him. So Scott left her because she was distant and distracted. Um, Imagine that. And during homecoming, Scott attended with another girl, which Faith reacted by pretending to be Scott's girlfriend and that they had an STD. Oh, right. <laughs> I do remember that. Mm. Oh, boy. Um, oh, but yeah, okay. so another fun thing, so just like a little callback, um, while Holden is learning about Buffy being the Slayer, he goes, oh, so we're like nemesises. And Buffy's like, is that how you say it? <laughs> because back in season six, both Boren and Buffy were calling it nemesises. Nemesises, yeah. <laughs> not nemesi? No. That's not, not, not how it's pronounced? Oh, dang it. Apparently not. Um. Yeah. So, uh, so she said she was connected to a lot of people, and I was like, "Oh, you mean like the sister that's trying to call you right now, but your cell phone is over there on the ground, and you haven't even noticed?" Okay. Yep, that one. 
Yep. And so Dawn's trying to call Buffy and she's all freaked out because she's got, there's like, uh, there was glass on the floor in the kitchen and she stepped on it. And so she's in pain, the whole thing. And in the background, you can see Joyce's body on the couch. Yep. And then it disappeared. And I was like, oh, that's not cool to put Joyce's body back there. Yeah, it's like, not cool, not cool. This is, I'm not a fan of horror movies, and this is what this was turning into. Yeah, there's been a few episodes like this, um, this season. Ugh, gross. So, eventually, uh, Dawn is like, okay, mom, is it you? Knock once for yes, twice for no. So they do the whole knocking thing, and yes, it's Joyce. No, she's not okay, and no, she's not alone. Dun, so something's with her, and that's no good. Um, we had the losers. They came back to break into the new high school. Yep, the 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 source of all evil, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk about how their plan is eventually to join Buffy's gang and hang out at her house. They just want friends that aren't the worst, like Warren was. <laughs> well, um, um, let's, let's be clear. Jonathan wants that. Yeah, well, Andrew could use with some friends that aren't terrible. Anyway, um, so they decide to split up, and I was like, when can anybody learn that splitting up is not the best idea ever? But okay. Yeah, um, yeah. always split up. It only leads to good things, Marissa. Split up right. and go different ways oh, in scary oh. situations. Oh, I didn't realize. I'm sorry. Um, so Warren is quote-unquote there. He's... Um, sure what you call it it's kind of like andrew is hallucinating him but not really apparently getting killed by willow was part of warren's ultimate plan yeah and, and he planned andrew's it like can't i just go ask willow to kill me too no that's not how that works apparently whatever they're going to do is going to make them gods <laughs> so that's cool um we go back to Willow talking to Cassie and she, t- Willow asks the question of why Tara can't come herself. And Cassie's like, well, she can't because of what you did. You killed people. You can't see her. That's how it works. Yep. And, you know, Willow starts talking about how, you know, sorry she is and all this stuff. And like Cassie raises a huge eyebrow through this entire conversation and it was distracting. Mm. Um, but she just says, so Tara can hear me. And she says, yeah. And so she starts talking about how how much she misses her and how when she died, it left a big hole in her heart and nothing has been able to fill it. And she's just so sad all the time. And she doesn't know what to do. And it's Cassie's like... Yeah, and Cassie's like, well, she misses you too, and she wishes she could touch you. <laughs> we go to the graveyard, and Buffy is in her first therapy session with Dr. Vampire. <laughs> I yep. love that. Yeah, she's just you know, leaning back on a, a head. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, it's one of those big metal, raised metal things. Raised, yeah. I'm sure anyway. somebody on Twitter can correct us and tell us what it's called. 
I hope they do. Um, so he's basically like, so what I think you're telling, because she talks about how her parents are divorced, so they're not together and the whole thing. And he was like, well, I think you're scared of commitment. And she goes, <laughs> I commit. I'm committed. I'm a committee. And he goes, no, because you seem to ruin everything that would make you commit. Ouch. And she she you know gets kind of mad and he goes i think you're in pain which i kind of enjoy because i'm evil now but i think you need to talk through it and kind of work through your issues <laughs> and they talk about how since they are you know mortal enemies that they're going to have a fight to the death and how he's kind of looking forward to it because he took taekwondo and he's a vampire <laughs> and buffy's like yeah but like i'm gonna win <laughs> Yeah, you don't seem that thrilled now because we're going to fight. And he, she goes, it's because I'm going to win. He goes, you've got a superiority complex. Why do you just think you're going to win? Just because you're chosen? And um, she's like, it's kind of my thing. <laughs> um, he does say, uh, he said, who could live with that for seven years and not feel superior? Agreed. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, but apparently he's here to kill her, not to judge her. <laughs> so it's going to be is, all good. Which is really nice of him, you know? She doesn't need any judgment. Like, just yeah. get to the point of this. Let's fight. Yeah, well, he does get the jump on her by taking a statue off of one of the other, like, set uh, grave sets and hits her in the head with it. Hmm. He played it really well, though. Yeah. But apparently her talking about uh, being the Slayer, like, Got his blood pumping and stuff. Well, <laughs> blood pumping can't because he's dead, but you, you know what I meant. Yes. Um, but apparently she's going to kill him a little bit more than usual because he was being such a jerk. Fair call. Um, we go back to Summer's household and suddenly there's a tiger because there's growling. That's what <laughs> I equated it with. Um, or a demon. It could be a demon. It sounded like a tiger. Okay. Anyway, uh, this demon is um, choking out Joyce on the couch. So that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, but it tells her, it tells Don to leave, and Don's like, "No, I'm gonna stay because she's my mom, and I want to know what she has to say to me." Yeah, she need. I need to talk to my mother. <laughs> yeah. The losers are in the basement of the school, and. They're, you know, walking around and everything, and Warren can be seen by Jonathan, uh, not by Jonathan, but by Andrew, so not sure what that's about. Hmm. I guess when you're, I guess when you're dead, you can decide who sees you. Yeah, maybe. Um, we go back to the graveyard, uh, Buffy and Holden are fighting in some sort of crypt, and he goes... <laughs> Are you killing me because I'm evil or because you opened up? <laughs> and she goes, this is what I hate about you. Because he says, he says something else. And she goes, this is what I hate about you vampires. Sex and death and love and pain. It's all the same damn thing to you guys. He goes, <laughs> oh my God. And she goes, oh your God, what? And he goes, well, not my God. Because I defy everything about him. Is there any consensus on whether or not he's real? <laughs> she goes, <laughs> No, jury's still out. And he goes, so. Um, 
I'm going to... Okay, so we ha- also had interspersed in this whole thing was a girl, uh, a woman coming up to Spike at the bar, and then they're, like, walking somewhere at some yeah. point. They they left the I, bar together. Maybe yeah. for sex at time. Rude. Um, I wanted to know who the chick was walking with Spike. Oh, and Holden had asked Buffy, he goes, okay, I get to ask you one question. And then if I, if I, well, if I'm right about what I'm asking you, I can ask you anything and you have to be completely honest with me. And she goes, okay. And he goes, the last guy that you were talking about, was it a vampire? Yeah. The last person you dated, was it a vampire? I think the question was. Dated. uh, I wouldn't call what her and Spike were doing dating, but okay. Here, neither here nor there. Um, we go back to Willow and Cassie, and Willow's like, you know, uh, with all the stuff that happened, like, I know that the power that I possess is way too strong. And Cassie's like, we can see the path that you're on, and you have to stop. You can't use magic again, ever. Because even if you try to use not black magic you could uh, ruin everything. Yeah. Yep, you could just fuck it up. Don't yeah, use magic. Apparently, None. And and apparently Tara said that she's not going to be okay and that Willow's going to kill everybody. Okay, that that sucks. Um, We go back to the high school and... Okay. The school... Shouldn't the foundation of the high school be, like, concrete... You'd think so. Hey, let's not question it. But there's just around, random... Everything around where they dig is, like, concrete. Yeah, but there's just a, a, a hole in the middle of the floor? Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. It's stupid. Anyway, so they're yes. digging up uh, dirt to reveal this thing, this thing underneath it. And um, they're talking about the people that live in Sunnydale. And Andrew's basically like... Not one of the people that you went to high school with or that live in this town care about you. Yeah, because, like, Jonathan had this whole speech about how he wonders what they're doing. He misses his friends, his enemies. He misses the people who didn't even know he existed. And Andrew's just like, well, they don't miss you. None of them care. No one's sitting there going, oh, I wonder what happened to Jonathan. Yeah, and then he goes, and Jonathan goes, well, I still care about them, which is why I'm here. Oh, Jonathan, you big dummy. R.I.P. <laughs> anyway, so Don is doing some magics in the summer house, trying to solve this whole problem, trying to get whatever it is that's choking uh, fake Joyce body to go away. Um, and it, like, it throws her around. It's a whole thing. It's very it's very intense. Yeah. Uh, Buffy is talking to Holden again. Um, the the whole the only thing Buffy really needed was a therapist. That probably <laughs> would have helped a bunch with all of her issues. Yeah, but what what normal therapist could you go to and tell everything to? Me. Yeah, yeah, clearly, clearly, she needed to crack a deal with Holden and keep him around. Yeah. Well, she. They talk about you know her dating Spike, even though they don't say his name yet. And she was just like, he loved me and I couldn't love him back 
or accept his love because I wanted to be punished and I wanted to hurt like I thought I deserved. Oof. She's got a whole bunch of self-loathing still. Yep, she hasn't quite reconciled herself. Yeah. And so she's just like, she's talking about her friends and she's like, sometimes I feel like I'm better than them. I'm superior. And I was like, well, to be fair, you are the Slayer and you do Mm -hmm. kill vampires and fight darkness. So, just saying. Like, she's not wrong. And, you know, it's just about managing that superiority because she is superior. But, you know, you also got to be humble. And Holden goes, "You you do have a superiority complex and an inferiority complex about that. Wouldn't that just be a zero-sum game at that point? <laughs> Who's to say? Um, but basically, she's like, thank you for listening. And he goes, there are some things that you can only tell a stranger. And she goes, you're not a stranger. We're friends. Aww. Or something. Whatever. Um, but she goes, so we're going to fight now. But like the whole thing about Spike, and he goes, wait, did you say Spike? And I was like, what is going on? Because at that point, we cut to the girl that Spike had walked home, like, going up there and trying to convince Spike to go with her mm. to, like, bang or something. Yep. Um, we go to the uh, back to the Summer's house, and Dawn has straight lost it, and she totally trashed the house. The insurance is not going to cover this. <laughs> I don't think they could afford insurance half the time. I think <laughs> that's why they're always technically... around. Well, I'm pretty sure you have to have insurance on a house. Pretty mm. sure that's a thing. Anyway, um, but J- Joyce appears in a nice long white dress. Yep. And um, we briefly cut back to Cassie trying to convince Willow to kill herself. Yep, and Willow <laughs> is smartening up. Yeah, because she's just like, you don't want to, Cassie says, you don't want to know what we saw, but there is a way to make sure that you don't kill anybody. And then you'd be able to see Tara again, and you'd be able to be together forever. And she goes, what are you saying? And she goes, it's really not so bad dying. It's like falling asleep. And Will's like, who are you? And she, so many things happen at the end. Yes. Um, I think after Willow asks, who are you? It cuts. Does it go back to Holden telling Buffy that Spike is his sire? I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what order it all happens in, but okay. Holden, We're just, Hol- yeah. Holden reveals that Spike is his sire which is intercut with Spike draining the woman. Oh, what? Yep. What? You didn't see it? I did. But my 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 <laughs> what is two things happening. I saw it. Don't you worry. I'm confused. <laughs> um so so yeah, um Spike can d- drain people of blood now. Hurrah. Not sure how that happened. Not sure how that's going to affect him having a soul. It's a whole thing. A um, soul and a chip. Y- yeah, that's what I don't understand. I have so many questions. Anyway, um, 
So Buffy dusts Holden. Uh, Willow's having a conversation with fake Cassie, and she's basically like, I am the it that's going to devour everything, so I'm, I almost got you to kill yourself. It's too bad that I didn't go my way, but I'm coming soon. Mm. And she's like, it, like, oh, the killing, the killing yourself thing. Away. Yeah, the killing yourself thing went too far, huh? But yeah, because <laughs> Willow says, from beneath you, it devours. And Cassie responds, not it, me. Yes. Um, we have Joyce telling Dawn that when it comes down to it, Buffy will not choose her. Mm. She'll be against her. Yep. I don't understand what's going on. Um, and then Andrew stabs Jonathan. His blood goes all over this this thing that they had Satanic uncovered. Satanic looking symbol. And just, I just don't understand. <laughs> but are you interested to find out? Yes, but <laughs> my my main concern is the fact that Spike is d- d- killing people again and turning people into vampires. I don't understand. I don't My brain hurts. <laughs> I understand. I know exactly what's happening. Of course you do. <laughs> so I'm being very quiet so I don't accidentally say the wrong thing. I'm like, what's, what is written on the thing in front of me? <laughs> Rude. <Ugh. laughs> so you are very confused. Are you mad I'm or conf- confused? I'm confused and slightly mad because I don't know what's going on, but I'm mostly mad about the next, uh, the Angel episode, so. (laughs) And mostly mad about the end of it. (laughs) And grossed out, but mostly mad. Um, Because morals mean nothing anymore, apparently. It's fine. Well, we're going to get to that in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, In the meantime, some little fun bits and bobs. Um... Sunnydale's population appears on the sign as 32,900. This is a drop from season two, School Hard, when Spike ran the sign over, at which point their population was 38,500. A lot of people die in Sunnydale. Their population has died, um, died, uh, decreased by about 5,000 and a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Um... So that was a nice fun one I saw when I was reading through the facts. Um, another one, um, do, 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 not these ones, because these ones all jump around. I don't want to say something that happens later. So this episode is the only episode to give us a specific date and time for when the episode occurs, November 12th, 2002, 8.01 p.m. And this is the same date and time the original episode aired. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, this is one of only two episodes in the whole Buffy series that has a title card appear. The other, the other one one's being... the musical episode. Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, I wanted to get in there before you said it. Despite both being credited, Nicholas Brendan and Emma Caulfield do not appear in this episode. I noticed um, that. Yep. And um, they did originally have stuff for them. So originally for... Um, Emma was going to talk to Haley. Anya was going to talk to Haley, and Xander was going to talk to Jesse McNally, his best friend from the very first episode of Buffy. Ha! 
Okay. Um, but Hallie's actress wasn't available. Gotcha. Um, and I kind of think it would have been too. Too much. Too much going on. Like there's already so much going on in this episode. Um, do, 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 do. Um, in addition to the two credited writers, showrunner Joss Whedon and Marty Noxon, um, oh, in addition to the two credited writers, showrunner Joss Whedon and Marty Noxon made significant contributions to the script. Each of the four plot strands were written by a different writer. Whedon wrote Ooh. the Buffy Holden scene. Nixon wrote Willow and Cassie. Epson wrote Dawn. And Goddard wrote the trio scenes. Interesting. It did feel very disjointed. Mm. I kind of liked it. I think that was a good choice because it, I don't know, I I actually really liked it. Um, I did not like it. I thought it was very disjointed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I liked how disjointed it was. It actually Mm -hmm. worked in my opinion. Um, So the other fun fact I saw with this episode Kristen Sutherland, Buffy's mum, becomes the only actress to guest star in all seven seasons. Nice. You nailed it, Joyce. Are you ready for international episode titles? <laughs> yes. Um, actually, before we do, are there any questions you want to ask that you think I can answer? No, because you can't answer any of them. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so international titles. Conversation with the Dead. Mm-hmm. Conversation with the Beyond, Evil mm. Enchanting. Ooh. I don't know if I'm going to say this right. I've never even heard this word. Connie Vances? <laughs> huh? Uh, Google, Google. I'm going to Google because it's, yeah. I'm wondering if it's actually a word that never... Um, Willingness to allow or be secretly involved in an immoral or illegal act. Dang. So they should have called the episode Angel. (laughs) 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 Um, Conversations with dead people. Conversations with dead people. Conversations with the afterlife. Conversations with the dead. Voices from beyond the grave. Conversations with the dead. Conversations with dead people, conversations with the dead, conversations with the dead. <laughs> Could you say that any more times? Um, uh, was one of them was like what evil enchanted or evil or yeah. something or other evil en- yeah. evil enchanting. I like that one. That was the finish. Look at that and finish coming. Connivances, connivances. Who knows? Is the French. Okay. Just just for the record, since they're the two that really are different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um your rating for this episode. Okay. Uh okay. I didn't particularly okay. There were parts of this episode I liked. I liked Buffy and Holden. I didn't like basically Dawn screaming the entire time. Um, and I didn't like the losers. So, um, hmm. but the Buffy and Holdensons were really good. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. I, it's, it's, yeah. It. 
I give it a 10. I really, really like, I really like this episode because oh. I like episodes that build stuff up but don't always <laughs> reveal it. Like I like, yeah. I like things that get drawn out and I feel that this, it's building up to something. Yeah. Like there's all these things going on. So we've seen Spike's killing. Um, Cassie's turned up and talked to Willow and revealed that whatever's going to devour is there. Uh, Andrew has killed Jonathan and is clearly, like, clearly his blood is needed for something. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and obviously Buffy's found out that Spike could be killing again because Holden claims that's his sire. Well, okay, the way you say claim, it's like you, I shouldn't believe him. Well, but I don't he know. is killing people. <laughs> he is. And why would Holden know? Why would Spike be like, I'm Spike and I'm going to turn you into a vampire, FYI? <laughs> you, you can call me daddy. Ew. No, don't do that. <laughs> but no, it doesn't make any... It doesn't make sense. Why would he know Spike's name? Hmm. Maybe so Spike confused. chatted him up first. Why? Why? Maybe maybe Spike's MO is meeting people at bars. He had to give a name and he just went with Spike. He could have gone with any other name, literally. Whatever. I don't get it. And it's confusing and I'm annoyed. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get some answers in the future. <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Uh, my favorite moment, obviously it's between Buffy and Holden. <laughs> I think when she's originally laying on that like raised coffin looking grave thing, the original therapy session, I think that's, <laughs> that was my favorite. I just liked the conversation. Yeah. My favorite is also a Buffy and Holden scene. And it's them when they actually, like when Holden recognizes her and they start talking and all the interceded stuff where he's trying to make her remember him and she's like pretending. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, I've been in that position. It's so awkward. It's like, I clearly don't remember you. Leave me alone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't take offense. <laughs> um, and your character shout out. Shout out to a person that we'll never ever see again, Holden. Yep. You did it, guy. Yep, that's exactly who mine is. It's like good therapy, good psych 101, Mr. Vampire Boy. It's too bad that you had to die. Yep. Buffy should have kept him as her ongoing therapist. Like, not nah. a deal. Nah. It wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> so the, just quickly, the image on the wiki is Buffy lying on the grave with him sitting on the headstone. That's my favourite. Yeah, that session. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our next episode is called Sleeper. 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 S-L-E-E-P-E-R. <laughs> yes. And you know how to spell it. Smartass. <laughs> Um, so I think, okay, so we found out that, uh, Spike is siring people again. He wants people to call him daddy, apparently. 
And I think, so the whole sleeper thing makes me think of um, people finding out things, you know, like coming late to the party. Like you were sleeping on this and should have realized that something was going on. Yeah. Feel me? Um, I feel ya. So I think we're going to, Buffy's going to go try to figure out what the heck. First of all, she doesn't know if this Holden dude is, is telling the truth. She doesn't know if she can trust a vampire that k- tried to kill her. So I think she's going to go to Willow and be like, so I got stuff to tell you. And then Willow's going to be like, actually, I have stuff to tell you, too. Um, so I think I think Buffy's going to be like, well, I need to figure out if this whole spike thing is real before we worry about whatever's devouring us. <laughs> So she's going to go try to find out the whole, if there's truth to this Spike is drinking blood again thing. All right. Important things first, Spike. Spike is always number one priority. Yes. (laughs) Well, we'll find out in the next episode. In the meantime, shall we uh, go look at the apocalypse? Uh Uh-huh. And here we are in uh, sunny LA. Uh huh. <laughs> For apocalypse nowish. <sighs> I loved that line. Uh huh. From Lorne. I hate. Like, that. I, yeah. I don't want to. I know be, what you're talking about. I don't want to be the demon that cried apocalypse nowish. But <laughs> it's apocalypse. Anyway, um, so it starts out with. Okay, this is this whole episode. I'm just angry about the end. So, <laughs> Can, uh, uh, forgive me if I'm not all chipper through most of it because thinking of the end just makes me angry. <laughs> anyway, so it starts out with Lauren being like, We need to ask Cordelia if she remembers anything about being a higher power. And he goes, No. He goes, Well, why not? And he goes, Because I said so. <laughs> She just got her memory back, and I don't want to bring up things that could be hurtful. Okay. Um, Gunn and Fred are going to some lady's house to deal with her haunted toilet, basically. Yeah. And apparently, they're getting a lot of phone calls. Mm. Well, they, okay, they start out not getting many phone calls, but then they start getting a lot of phone calls. Yep. But apparently the worst thing they have going on right now is a haunted toilet, which Fred and Gunn are en route to fix. Um, Cordelia went back to Connor's. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's fine. She she um, did not, she could obviously not be at the hotel because she had too much to think about, and so she went to Connor's. Yeah. Because apparently that she thinks that's a good idea, and to... Obviously, she's going to say things that are going to make him fall in love with her more, which is a, a problem. He just, he's infatuated with her, and that's not going to change anytime soon. No. And it's definitely not going to change after what happens at the end of this episode. <laughs> um, but he, he, he's bringing her food and stuff. He's looking after her. Yeah, he, he brought her snacky goodness, and she... 
she starts talking about every time she closes her eyes, she sees whatever it was that she saw, like, in the, the, the eyes from when she got her memory back. Yeah. Um, and she can taste the blood all, of all the people that she's, that it's gonna kill. Yeah. Uh, um, and she goes, and I feel like this thing in my dream, it's real, and it's almost here. And then something happens to you, and she wakes up because it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a way, yeah, she, um, the, the, the beast grabs her neck, and she ah, wakes right. up screaming. Yes. And Connor is there to, you know, hold her and make her feel better, and she's very scared. Um, we have... Host, now being the secretary for Angel Investigations. <laughs> I love and this little bit. <laughs> he's like, do we fight snakes? And Angel's like, only giant snakes, or demonic snakes, or giant demonic snakes. <laughs> he goes, is it giant? And he goes, well, unless this guy's like a 30-foot tall giant, no, it's, a, it's more of the gardener variety. <laughs> he goes, well, it could still be demonic, even if it's tiny. Grasping at straws. Yeah. He wants something to do. Um, but we go to this lady's house, and this lady's like, there's something weird going on in that bathroom, and I need you to take care of it, because I don't know what else to do. And Gunn goes, are you ready? And Fred goes, is no an acceptable answer? So they go in there. And it's all fancy, like a family of four could live in that place. Yeah, they've got a, um, oh, what's it called? Bidet? Bidet! I was about to call it with one. I'm like, no, that's the wrong one. (laughs) No, that is where you put clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, so they have, you know, a a bidet and a a big tub, and it's it's very fancy. And Gunn goes, the kind of place I imagine us moving into one day. Art. And Fred's like, Charles. And he goes, well, not like tomorrow, but like one day. And I said, Fred better not break up with Gunn during this because they need to focus. I was like, Fred, just just hold your tongue until you figure this out. There's gurgling and it's coming from like the drain and then it stops. But then there's rats everywhere. Coming out of the pipes. They're in the, the... the toilet they're in the the bathtub they're coming they're in the bidet they're in everywhere and And oh oh my rats and gun hates rats yep which i love he's so tough but then rat yeah yeah and then they they get out of the bathroom and he's like uh lady you're gonna have to deal with it on your own we we can't do this Mm. call an exterminator um we have Wes arriving back at his apartment. What's up? And we hear Lila from off off screen say, hard day at the office. And he kind of looks at her funny. And she's dressed up like Fred. And I have super duper problems with all of this. Yes. And Wes is at first not okay with it. No. But then he, he just accepts it. Yeah. Because she's... You know, going on about eating your vegetables and praying and all this stuff. Um, how she's from Texas, and 
uh, she gets up from the table and she goes, are you turned on yet? <laughs> he goes, what are you doing? And she goes, well, I know that you like that little uh, Texas girl, so I thought I'd give you what you want. And he goes, her theories deserve attention. She goes, just her theories. And they they were gross and disgusting about it because um, they start kissing and stuff. And then they get to the couch to, to have sex and there's ripping of clothing. And she goes to take off the glasses and he goes, leave the glasses on. <sighs> I hate everything about it. Wesley, stop being like a sad sack. Stop sleeping with Lila. We do understand. We do understand that you're still in love with Fred. Like we get it, but you're. Gross. We're all in love with Fred. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we've got no. We've moved on with our lives. <sighs> She's with Gunn, and we must accept that. Yeah. Well, who, who knows for how much longer? Um, because they are arriving back at uh, the hotel and. Uh, Fred's like, I'm going to get in a bath and scrub until my flesh stops tingling like this. And he goes, are we going to have bubbles? <laughs> and it made me so happy that he was so happy about bubbles. Oh. And she goes, actually, I was I was thinking I would soak uh, in a bath by myself. Because, you know, it's... the tub's small. And he goes, I get it. And he's like, can we have, like, a conversation Instead of not having a conversation like you wanted to do lately. And he goes, Fred, what do you want from me? And she says nothing. He goes, yeah, you've made that pretty clear. <sighs> so they're falling apart because of the whole he killed her professor for her in order to save her soul. Still saying he's never killed a person before that. You can tell in his eyes that was the first mm. time he killed a person. Yeah. So I was right, and you were wrong, and I accept your apology. I'm for being sorry. Wrong. <laughs> um, so they're starting to get a lot of calls at AI. The phone's ringing off the hook, and Gunn goes down there to help out Host. Um, I think the chatty rooms are talking about Angel being back, and that's why the phone is ringing off the hook. Um... And so Host is taking a break from the phones because Gunn took over and Angel's like, should we arrange these weapons in alphabetical order or um, by how much damage they could cause? <laughs> which, which brings me to the question. Do you arrange your books by title, author, or genre? Okay. So my bookshelf, before Ryan moved in and messed it up. Oh, um it, Ryan. Yeah, so each shelf was genre or author, depending. So Harry Potter was all together. And then yeah. it, it was the Harry Potter series in chronological order with then any other books related um, following behind. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, if I've got different books by the same author, most authors I read tend to write the same genre. Yeah. So then it's either ordered in its series or it's just put in in no order <clears throat> okay i i arrange mine by author last name in uh chronological order that's how it goes with me okay yeah so, my bookshelf's now a mess <laughs> okay uh yeah well 
he moved in and ruined it all, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah, the anyway, things you do for love. Um, but Host says that they should put them in order of the damage that they cause because who's really going to know what name something is anyway? Good point. Uh, um, but instead of speaking about sticky fluids, uh, Host wants them to find Cordelia to help them out around the office. Yep, yeah, but they don't know She's, where she is. Right. And Cordelia is a perky love muffin, and I love, I just, I adore everything that Host calls people. Yeah, he's but he calls He calls Fred Cupcake and calls Gun her icing later on. And it makes me happy. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, at that point, Connor comes in. And he's like, Angel, like, we need to talk. Like, Cordelia's freaked out. So, you need to go and talk to her. And I was like, oh, good. You're going to go talk to Cordelia. This is all I've ever wanted in my entire life. <laughs> and he's like, I-, I don't know about all that. And he goes, Dad. And you can tell that Angel's not used to being called Dad still. And Dad is the... Uh, keyword to I'm serious you need to go talk to Cordelia <laughs> so Angel goes over to talk to Cordelia it's like tries to calm her down uh, Cordelia also says she's going to kill Connor for going and getting Angel but apparently everyone's worried about her so she has to let it go and they start to have the conversation that I've been wanting them to have since Cordelia came back the whole her being in love with Angel thing. And him being in love with her. But we don't really get his side of it. We only get her side of it. But we know that he loves her. So it's fine. So she says that she loves him. And she always will. But. Oh, there's a but. She, yeah, when she was a higher being, she could not only see everything that he did as Angelus, she could feel everything she could live everything so she knows the pain that he caused people and the enjoyment that he took while doing it and she goes i can't be with you right now it's too soon maybe in the future while you ruined that at the end of the episode just letting you know that cordelia (laughs) but at this he's so mad oh mm, it's fine um, we'll talk about it when we talk about it, and I'm gonna be angry. Anyway, so she's like, maybe in the future we can be together, but you're kind of, you were kind of the worst when you were Angelus, so who knows? And then she starts shaking, and her eyes go white, and she's just like, it's coming. Now. Ta-da. <laughs> so... It's a big, powerful something clawing its way from the bowels of the earth to kill everybody. Uh Hashtag no big deal. Um, And she's just like, we need, excuse me, we need more information about what this thing is. And it's like, how are we about to do that? Research, of course. Um, And obviously, they know that they can get information about this from Wolfram and Hart based on what they sucked out of Lauren's brain. Nice. Yes. It'll be fine. Um, so 
they're still answering calls uh, at the office and something about Snowball trying to eat somebody's spine. Um, And basically, Host is like, we need Fred. So, like, go get her. And he goes, I don't know where she is. And if she wanted to be here, she would be. And he's like... And Host is like, bro, I don't know what's going on with Cupcake and her icing, but y'all need to figure it out because you know you guys love each other. No. And then a bird one. randomly... Uh, yes. And then a bird randomly flies into the door. Which isn't great. There mm. have been times where uh, birds have randomly flown into uh, the uh, window, the window at my parents' house, the big front window. It'd be random. <laughs> Mm. Mm. But birds, uh, apparently birds aren't the a, smartest animals. Well, apparently it's a sign of something bad happening. Is it a sign of the apocalypse? Yeah, yeah it's finding the, the doors. Yeah, yeah. All, all these different things that are going on are like signs of apocalypse. Oh, good. Um, we have Lila at work for the first time in I don't know how long since she cut off her boss's head. Um... So she walks into their, her office. She was on the phone with somebody. I don't know who, but she asked for Gavin to be to come to her office. And she walks in, and Angel is at her desk. And she's like, "I'll talk to you later." To whoever she's on the phone with. And she goes, "So nice to see you." He goes, "Let's talk about." Uh, she goes, "Let's talk about Lauren." And he goes, "I told you we were going to have a conversation." <laughs> and apparently, Gavin was way more forthcoming than Lila ever has been. And yeah, he hasn't tied he, up. He, he doesn't have um, the same. Um, I'm trying to do the right word, but he can't stand up to Angel as well. Doesn't have the fortitude to do so. Mm. Doesn't Thank have the cojones, as it were. Um, he's not. Uh, Gavin's not exactly the best. Um, so apparently, people have been trying to read the thing that was going on with Cordelia, they sucked out of Lauren's brain, but every time they do, their heads explode. Yeah. Okay. Um, and basically, he's like, Angel's like, you need to help me figure out what this whole thing is. Because it's gonna be bad for everybody. And you know what they say, the enemy of my enemy, and she goes, can kiss my ass too. (laughs) He goes, you know... There are two ways that this can go. You can either help me and save your sorry ass as well as Wolfram at heart, and then you will probably get a super big promotion uh, because you helped save everything that you hold dear. Or you cannot help me and lose everything. Oof. So what's it gonna be? Um, what What is it gonna be, Marissa? You tell us. They're gonna give him information. Okay, and also, wasn't the whole point from the beginning for them to have Angel on their side during the apocalypse? Yeah, it's a bit unclear. Did they just abandon that? It's so ambiguous about exactly what they want from him. But yeah, in the early days, that's what they were talking about. Okay, because I was pretty sure that they had said we kind of want him on our side when the whole thing goes down. Yeah. Yeah, but then there's all those times, like, they tried to, like, kill him. Yeah, I <laughs> Not don't... kill him, but, like, yeah. It, it's very... I, I have some problems with Wolfram and Hart. Mostly you do? it's inconsistency. Wow. 
look at that. Um, anyway, so uh, Cordelia is about to leave where she's staying with Connor, and Connor's like, "Um, you're not going anywhere without me, and I need to protect you at all costs, and that's what I'm gonna do." And Fair. yes, like she's the I, only I, one that I, doesn't realize that she's important. Pardon? What that he's a pup. She's the only one that real that does not realize how important she is. Hmm. And do you feel bad for him because he's a puppy? Yep. Yep. Um, well, apparently she's important to Connor. Ugh. No. Ugh. She uses this to her advantage. I'm sorry. We'll talk about it at the end. I think she's taking advantage of the poor kid. Um, but anyway, he says, I'm going with you. And she goes, no, it's dangerous. He goes, that's why I'm going with you. Okay. I thought Angel and Cordelia were going to team up. Uh, to stop the whole thing, and then it was, and then Connor was going to be the third wheel, but actually it's just Connor and uh, Cordelia going to handle the thing. See and Yep, Angel's not even there. Yep. And so they're walking, and she makes a point to be like, ah, oh, man, you're 18. Okay. Mm. Mm. They're, they're very much driving that home at the moment. I think it's because they were so inconsistent earlier. And they realized people would be like, hey. Oh, that's what they're worried about, their consistency. They're not worried about the end of this episode. I think I mean, the whole I mean, reason uh, they have hit, they have her say that is to make the end of this episode okay. That's what I mean. Sorry. Okay. Because previously it was inconsistent what his age was and there it was indications he was like 16. And so yep. the last couple of episodes they've been like 18. 18. Consent. <laughs> Age of consent. That's what they mean. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so they wa- they're walking and walking. She says something about him being 18. Ta-da. And they walk to the place where Connor was born. And by born, <laughs> I mean his mother dusted herself and he remained on the pavement. <laughs> really a weird way to be born, kid. Yeah. Poor- Not his fault. Poor thing. Yeah, so we're where Connor was born, and then uh, the apocalypse demon comes out of right where Connor was born. Ugh. That's something, and That's it looks concerning. like Skip without the wings. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a less cute Skip. He's also yes. like um, red, while Skip was like blue. Yes. Um. So did Connor randomly have a sword with him? Yes. Okay. That's weird. Always be armed. I guess. Just a really random to be walking down the street carrying a sword. A sword. But the the dude was not playing around, and dude's got jumps. Because he just jumps up into the air and he's gone. Okay. After he tries to choke out Cordelia and basically break but all then, of Connor's bones. I was going to say, but then he, like, stops and just sort of laughs at Cordelia. It's weird. Hmm. Um, and then we go back to the hotel and Wesley turns up randomly. And he's like, uh, cause Gunn couldn't get a hold of Fred and he needed to go find her. So he was going to go find her and host was going to go with him. And then Wesley turns up and he's like, we've got a problem. There's lots of stuff going on, and we kind of got to figure out what's going on. 
And an angel turns up and he got information because Lila likes to give things up real easily. <laughs> ha ha. I get it. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You're so funny. I I know. They're, they're I didn't hilarious. mean you, I meant I meant I know. Angel. <laughs> the royal the royal you. Yes. <laughs> Um, so we've got a bunch of men trying to figure this whole thing out, and they don't have Fred's expertise, so that sucks for them. Um, so they're looking at all of these pages. Apparently it's a printout of the thing that they sucked out of Lauren's mind. Mm. And so they figure out that they need to put these all on the ground so that they make a picture. It's a weirdo puzzle going on here. And it is a box with an X through it, which is apparently the eye of the eye of fire, which is an alchemical symbol for destruction, basically. Yep. And so while they were fi- trying to figure out what all these things meant, Angel had asked Lorne to plot where all of these all of these calls have been coming in from and to try to see if there's like a pattern and it's basically in a box and Mm -hmm. they you know draw a cross through it and they're like that's the center and there's something going down there right now and we need to go yep yep um so fred is at the diner that her and gun frequent and the waitress doesn't want to give Fred any more cups of coffee after this one. Because it'll be number 10. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of caffeine. Well, give her some decaf. Maybe she just like the taste of coffee. Ugh, it's too much. Anyway, um, but he's let, she's like, I think you, she probably told the waitress what was going on. And she's like, I see the way he looks at you when you two were in here. That man would do anything for you. So just call him and say hi and I bet you all, go all figure it out. <laughs> That's what I've been saying since forever, but no one listens to me. Um, it's California that they're in. They shouldn't be this concerned about earthquakes. Just <laughs> saying. They should be used to it by now. Um, and so AI team gonna head out and Angel looks at Wesley and goes, you in? And I was like, you bet you sw- your sweet ass he's in. Yep. Finally, Finally. He's, 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 he's back, kind of, maybe, in the fold. I hope so. Anyway, so we go to where this demon is, and, uh, hey, guy, that's a, a quite a body count you got going on there. Just a whole bunch of dead bodies around him. Yep, so he's at a rooftop bar, and, yeah, he's just killed everyone who was there. It's a nice party you've got going on there. <laughs> and... Uh, Lauren goes, oh boy, I'm going to need a bigger arrow. This guy's kind of a big deal. Um, so they're fighting, and Angel gets hit by a couple of arrows because Wesley apparently has lost his ability to shoot straight. Um, I was like, you don't want to dust Angel by accident. That would be real bad. Real, real bad. Um, so... They each try to fight this guy in turn. They all get knocked out. And Angel stands up on something and vamp faces because apparently that gives him some kind of advantage. Yeah, I think he's a bit more powerful in vamp face. I just okay. that's the, I don't think it's ever explicitly said, but I just get that feeling. Yeah. Just, okay. yeah. 
Um, but then he stabs Angel. In the neck. In okay, in the neck. And I was like, because I didn't under, I didn't see really where he had stabbed him and why he was like bleeding out of the mouth. And I was like, can he actually die without being dusted? Or his no. head cut off? I was concerned. Um, so he, he like throws him off the building, and um, uh, Wesley gets gun out of there. Good on him. Um, and Lauren's like knocked out at some point, but he gets up too. Um, and then there's a big uh, energy or light going into the sky and then it stops and then just fireballs are falling from the sky. Good times. Yeah. And this is the part that I have (laughs) so many problems with. So. Yeah. We have, we're just going to not talk about the fact that Fred is stuck in the diner trying to get a hold of Gun. No one can get a hold of anybody. All the stuff is falling. We're only going to talk about you know who and you know who else. Okay. So don't even worry about those people. That's what happened to them. Fred's <laughs> stuck. Everyone's sad. Um, so Connor and Cordelia, the two C's as I like to call them, since just now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... We are standing there watching the fireballs fall out of the sky. And basically Connor's like, this, this isn't good. And it's kind of my fault. She goes, it's not your fault. He goes, but what if it was? Because it sprouted out of the ground where I was born and I should have never been born because I was born of two vampires who, who aren't supposed to be able to procreate. So I shouldn't have existed, and if I didn't exist, this whole thing wouldn't be happening. And you know what Cordelia's solution to make him feel better is? Sex. Well, first she kisses him. (laughs) And he asks why. He asks why, and she goes, because I don't think it matters anymore. I was like, that was rude. (laughs) I thought that was a very strange way to put it. Because she's like, you never got to have anything nice when you were a kid because you didn't really have a real childhood. And I think you should have something nice. And it doesn't matter because the world's ending anyway. So they bang. And who witnesses this? (laughs) Angel's watching his kid bang the woman he's in love with. So... That's awkward and rude. And Cordelia, I am very disappointed in you. I don't, I don't, okay. She's in love with Angel, which she said. She finally admitted it to herself and to him. And then goes and sleeps with his son because it's the end of the world. Like, girl, what? I Girl, what? I, I, okay. Sure, he's 18. Sure, the world's ending. But you're in love with his dad. Like, that's not... Okay, so you figure I can't be with Angel because he used to be evil, so I'll sleep with his son. That's basically the next best thing. Excuse yeah, because his son is totally innocent in all this, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Quote unquote innocent. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, you know, he he wasn't an evil vampire that killed people and she didn't feel that pain that he didn't cause because he didn't cause it. Because, you know. Okay, but why does it make it okay to sleep with him because you can't be with his dad? Like you're trying to have the next best thing. How about you not sleep with anybody? How about that? How about you, you figure do not out your own, se- your own self and your issues before you go met? Because you already know he's in love with you. So why would you do that and make it worse? Because the world's going to end. So you figure, oh, he won't have any time to actually fall more in love with me because I take his virginity. Um, to, uh, <sighs> I'm very, I'm very disappointed. I thought Cordelia was better than that, but apparently she's not. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I'm very annoyed, but get please, please get me out of this. Please give me some international title or something. Um, so a little fun fact. The Ugh. Beast destroys Gunn's hubcap axe, which is the weapon he's had since season two. Oh, rip. Rip. Um, international titles are The Reign of Fire and The Arrival. I like The Reign of Fire. Yeah, that's... Is it is it R-A-I-N or R-A-I-N? Yeah, rain is in, like, the rain pouring down. Well, it would be kind of cool if it was rain. Yeah. Like, fire is going to be rain. Yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah, like, rain is in, a king reigns over his kingdom. Yes, yep. that would have been cool. Um... What are you going to rate this episode? <sighs> okay. I'm very annoyed. I'm very disappointed. I'm very angry. And I had to deal with Wolfram and Hart for more of this episode than I ever wanted to. Um, uh, it's going to get a six. I did not enjoy this episode. I don't think it was that good. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, Just, uh, fraught with issues. It's hard because I can't say anything. I know you can't. (laughs) (sighs) Fraught with issues. From my point of view right now, it's fraught with issues. I agree that it is fraught with issues. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. It's just I can't expand on anything. I know you can't. But I totally why you 100% enjoy torturing me like this. I can't. 110% agree that it's fraught with issues. Um, <clears throat> did you have a favorite moment? Um, I like host calling Fred Cupcake. Actually, anything yes. that host ever says makes me happy. But I will go I with her, like, him calling Fred Cupcake and uh, Gun her icing. So Host just makes everything better, doesn't he? Yep. Okay. My Please don't tell fa- me the very end scene is your favorite because I, I, I don't know if I can be friends with you. No, it's not. Okay, good. And But don't ask me why this is my favorite scene. I like the bathroom scene with Fred and Gun. I think it's just because the rats and they both freak out and it's so childish and I love it. They're just like, nope, we it's can the fight on- demons. We it's the only lighthearted part of this entire episode. <laughs> so um, I feel you. Your character shout out. 
Oh, man. Host, because he's the only good part of this episode. Because I love Host. Mine is actually going to go to Wesley. Thank you. For not saying Cordelia or Connor. (laughs) He was so mad. I love it. Um, It is going to Wesley, disregarding the scene with Lila. um, Because he's he's back with the gang. He's, He's with them. Like, he's... He helped. He's work. He, he helped. did things. He, he did things with them, and it's it's beautiful I, and glorious. I and did helped. like how uh, Gun got to be like the smart one. He was like, "Um, you're looking at it too closely. We need to lay these out on the ground." Yep. Um, sorry, funny. Zara has just come for Pat's, and she has decided the uh, microphone stands between her and me. So she's sitting there, rubbing against it, purring at it, trying to knock it over. Okay, well, let's wrap this up then. Um, <laughs> so your character shout-out was host. We just went over that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, and you said And you said Wesley. Yes, my apologies. I was just sorry. There was there was a cat. I got it's distracted. Okay. And, yes, we did just go over that. And I said Wesley because he's back with the gang. And, Zara, please leave the microphone alone. You were very distracting. Give me next week's episode and we can wrap this up quickly. Yep, sorry, just getting the cat on my lap. Okay, our next episode is Habeas Corpses. Yeah, you tried to tell me it was Habeas Corpus, which is a uh, legal term. So I'm sorry, <laughs> I said it once and then as soon as I clicked in and saw it properly, I went, oh, sorry, it's I'm just, Habeas Corpses. I'm just, I'm just messing with you, calm down. Um, <laughs> Never. So... This is going to be uh, centered around Wolfram and Hart because hashtag law stuff. Um, I think they are going to, instead of going around everything, taking memories from Lorne's head, they're going to steal Cordelia and uh, try to... They got a lot of fancy stuff that can read people's minds and things so they're just going to try to figure out what else she knows and what she brought back we're finally probably going to get more of what she found out as a higher being that can help them take over the world because that's what they do okay sounds good well we'll come back next week and uh find out what happens next sorry now i've got two cats so um if people want to contact us they should visit us on our website mmpodcastnetwork.com they can email us mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com we're on facebook mmpodcastnetwork and on twitter at mmpnetwork if people want to tweet me directly i am at mel bickett marissa where can people find you uh, Twitter and Instagram at Rissaroo312. People should rate and review us on iTunes. And until next week, we will slay you later, guys. 